tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Ladies and gentlemen, um, my name is Helen Miseda. I'm the editor of Smart Harvest, the agribiz pullout in the Standard on Saturday. Uh, today we are going to discuss climate change, COP27, all these insights on global warming. And to help me with this debate, I'm joined with my colleague, Marion Munyao, the Farm Kenya producer, and she's just going to help me to discuss these issues. Hi, Miseda, and hi to you listening to us. Thank you so much for inviting me over. I'm looking forward to a very a very nice discussion, so to say, and maybe it can be a debate. Yes. <laughs> yes, so we can pop right into it. And everyone is talking about climate change, but the most serious question is how serious is it? Um, quite serious, quite serious. Um, all the forums nowadays, it's very common to hear the word climate change being talked about. Uh, I have to put a disclaimer that I'm not an expert on climate change, uh, but I'm very passionate about the same. That is why I have been able to research and learn all these things. So in my research, I have, I'm understanding this issue and I'm seeing how important it is. So I'll not go into the technical definition, but I'll just tell you, things have really changed uh, courtesy of climate change. Our seasons, our, our patterns of rainfall have changed. We normally have the long rains and the short rains. Nowadays, farmers cannot even plan with the same. Like now we are going into the October, November short rains and farmers are not very sure. The long rains for April were also not very um, consistent and the planting has just been thrown into disarray. The seeds that my mother used to plant way back cannot even work this time round. I'm I'm sure you've gone home and uh, the granaries are not as full as they were, as they were way back. Uh, families are struggling, farmers are struggling and the reason for this is because of climate change. Over the years, the weather patterns have changed because of global warming and all these things we call greenhouse gases. We'll just delve into it later on. So now, drought is very common and farming is very common. So in a nutshell, that is now why we are here and it's such a big issue. I like the disclaimer that you've put across that you're not an expert. And by the way, I'm also not an expert. I'm just a climate change uh, enthusiast. But there's something of interest you've mentioned called global warming. Many people refer global warming as climate change because, I mean, that is the first thing that comes into your mind whenever you're talking about climate. But what is really important is that global warming is just a long-term effect of climate change because climate change encompasses global warming and refers to the broader range of effects. And such effects that you've mentioned, changing the weather patterns, that is as a result of global warming, 
and also the rising sea levels, shrinking mountain glaciers, acceleration of ice melting, all that is part of the climate change. But it is very important to put out there that global warming is not really climate change. It is just a long-term effect. Do you agree with that? Um, yes, and thank you for that clarification. And just to jump in on your point, I would just like to quote uh, something from the World Resources Institute. Uh, we are told, according to research, the planet has already warmed by 1.1 degrees centigrade due, due to human-induced climate change, and millions of people are today facing the real-life consequences of higher temperatures, rising seas, fiercer storms, and unpredictable rainfall. Rapidly reducing emissions is essential to limit temperature rise and secure a safer future for us all, as is making major investments to protect communities from severe impacts that will continue to worsen over time. Um, basically, in layman terms, the write-up is telling us that uh, because of uh, the greenhouse gases, and one of the greenhouse gases is methane, so because of the human activities that we are doing, agriculture, processing of fossil fuels, the methane in the environment is so much so that, that the environment, the temperatures are so warm so that heat is being trapped and the resources that can absorb the heat, which are the trees, are also compromised. Deforestation is happening all over and that is why we are here where we are. If I can give you a practical example and a recent example, in the, in the US and, and in Europe, they are currently experiencing very high temperatures, heat waves. There are forest fires and all these things. So basically what we are experiencing is just climate change. That is climate change in action. And I totally agree. So this brings me to my other point. What is science really saying? In as much as you've put out a disclaimer that you're not scientists, but you can as well borrow and leave from what the discussion is all about. Eh? I like what you said about the planet Earth being warmer at an average of 1.1 degrees. And also, the United Nations published that 2019 was recorded as the second warmest year. You can imagine, eh? These data are obviously being deprived from the missing information in the past years, and obviously the data was not collected since Earth began, eh? but it was collected by the time that everyone was able to, you know, gather that appropriate information about how warm the Earth is. So an increase of concentration of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse in the atmosphere increases the amount of heat they trap. I think it is very important to know where exactly does this problem or from you've mentioned about methane methane obviously it is a component of carbon right mm -hmm. but now where exactly did this problem originate according to science um climate change has been caused by human induced activities so what are these human induced activities that we are talking about um one of the big culprits is our the global obsession with uh, fossil fuels. Uh, many countries, especially developed nations, took uh, one of their sources of energy. It's from fossil fuels. But the fossil fuels are contributing to carbon dioxide and the methane gases. So that is one of the reasons why we are here. Another contributor of uh, these uh, greenhouse gases is agriculture. And uh, under agriculture, livestock production has been cited 
as uh, one of the big contributors of the uh, greenhouse gases. I think it contributes to more than 40%. Not sure about that, but it is one of the contributors of greenhouse gases. So if you are a dairy farmer and uh, the cows are, uh, how do I put this in a simple way? They're not eating. <laughs> <laughs> the cows are excreting and all this is contributing to greenhouse gases so that is why there's even this debate of should we go vegan and do more of crops and plant diet as opposed to livestock because now livestock production is contributing to climate change but that is a debate for another day but livestock production fossil fuel production they are all contributing to greenhouse gas production mm. That is why there's even the now debate of the world and nations going back to renewable sources of energy as opposed to the fossils and the coal and the gas that are contributing to greenhouse gases. Yeah. Okay, I like what you've said about the world going vegan and you've prompted a discussion that you're going to have later on. <laughs> but now while we are on that, I think from the research that I've done, the Arctic is a very good place to look at it from because you see, normally as you drive the black cars, the dark cars, eh? mm -hmm. they retain a lot of heat as compared to the cars that are red mm -hmm. or a brighter color, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the same illusion that works together with uh, the Arctic, whereby when the Arctic, that is uh, a place where there's a lot of ocean eh? mm -hmm. and there's little ice on top of it, that means that the heat that is able to come to heat it is able to get more absorbed and the heat that is able to reflect it is less because of the less amount of ice. That is what is happening especially in the central Arctic. The southern Arctic, there's so not so much happening there because that is where we are finding a lot of water mass and also we are finding a lot of you know land mm. that is the antarctica continent right mm. yes but now that is what exactly is happening according to what you're not seeing mm. <laughs> and according mm. to what the scientists are telling us yeah. so the problem is in the arctic and one thing about it is that when the too much heat reaches or hits the the places where there's so much ocean they call it the dark part. Eh? Mm -hmm. It is able to hold or retain a lot of heat and then it radiates less heat. So it's able to absorb and in a funikia to follow cover mm. better one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that is what really happens. Oh, eh? okay. And then in return you can find mm. that the ice that is there mm. starts melting mm -hmm. quickly, quickly. Mm. And remember, there's a lot of ice that is still melting, right? Mm. Because now there's a lot of heat, heat. striking yes, yes. striking the Arctic from the sun. Yes. That is the little sense that I did research on. Oh awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm also learning a lot from what you've just oh, told us. thank you. <laughs> yes, I didn't know much of that um, impact of climate change on the Arctic. Mm -hmm. But with regard even to oceans, um, mangroves, which yeah. are also being, uh, which under, are being destroyed like in coast and all that, are also very important to trap greenhouse gases. Uh, there's some research and some studies that call it even the lungs of the earth. They, they are able to absorb the heat. Mm. But now, because of the human activity and the coastal areas, most of the mangroves have even been destroyed. So to correct that, I think UNEP and other international bodies are also working on developing the mangroves so that at least they help to control the greenhouse gases and even help to manage climate change. 
and we'll be talking about climate financing in just a bit. But before that, there's something that I came across that the dark water absorbs more than 90% of sunlight. Mm. Eh? You can imagine. Okay, eh? okay. So whenever it's absorbing the 90% of sunlight, it is able to retain the heat and melt ice more. Mm. As compared to the part where there's light ice, which absorbs 30 to 40% of sunlight, heating it, and it reflects the rest. Mm. So if it is absorbing only 30%, maybe we can do a little calculation, it will be able to reflect 70%, which is a good thing. Mm. As compared to this other 90% that the water that, he, that has no land around it is able to absorb. Now, we need to move forward and talk about the damage. There's this term, especially I've seen it on the UN websites, on loss and damage. How will you define this term? Loss and damage? Yes. Um, because of climate change, our uh, impacts like drought and floods and all the heat waves, there's a lot of now the damage that has already happened. So you find that um, in, in areas where there is this, the sea, you find like the seas have risen and now they're encroaching on islands. Um, there was a case, I think, in a Rift Valley, somewhere, one of the reserves where the, the waters have come so much up and now they're eating into the islands and even the resorts are being submerged. So now those are the losses that we are looking at because of climate change. Now these losses, according to the UNEP uh, paper that I've uh, gone through, there the can be economic losses. For instance, um, Power Shift Africa, which is a think tank on climate change, tells us that climate change has eroded, I think, 4% of our gross domestic product. This is basically like our wealth. So that is an economic loss. Um, ap apart from the economic loss, we also have the non-economic losses. Now these are now things to do with culture and social. So you find um, families have uh, lost loved ones through uh, floods and very unique cultural artifacts have been lost through all these things and they have an impact on communities. So now I think that one is non-economic losses from climate change. And I totally agree. Maybe I can give an example of the non-economic losses where there was a time I covered a story in a Moya area, those sides, eh? and I spoke with a farmer who has been planting eucalyptus tree. He, he was born while the, when the trees were still being planted. He grew up with the trees and he ended up planting the tree. Eh? But because of the prolonged drought and the huge effect of the kind of variety that he has been planting together with his uh, generation before and after, he has seen that the vegetables around the eucalyptus tree have started to die. Mm. Yes. Mm. So the question is, is it a matter of us shifting from this place? Remember, it is our home. We don't have any home, don't have any other home. Or is it a matter of doing away with the soil and finding our own ways to replenish the soil because it has been damaged? Mm. Oh, those are now the very real challenges that... Uh, developing countries are facing as a result of climate change. Um, the, 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 the effects have happened in such a way that oh, we, we, we cannot even cope 
for example, even the example that you're giving us, uh, somebody's livelihood has been affected to the point that they, they can't do much. So that is why this uh, climate finance is very important to help such families and such farmers to adapt. Because there's a way that when your life is affected, you need at least help to put in place even measures so that you are able to cope with the situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just to reach out to the millennials out there, do you think the fact that there are a lot of fashion designers right now who are coming up with designs that are pro-climate, that are not affecting the climate, is it a source of revenue for them? Um, that's a nice one. And uh, one of the wins that has been cited uh, to do with climate change, because most of the stuff that is talked about is negative, negative, is that in innovations, uh, like that one that you have talked about, very unique, renewable, green ideas that young people can plug in to help adapt to climate change. So I think that one is, is a good one. And if more young people can come up with such ideas, uh, I think it's a plus. And we'll talk about it later. There's even a green challenge that the Standard Group is working with with KCIC mm -hmm. to just uh, encourage young people to come up with such green, innovative challenges. And there's funding for it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You know, there's one thing about talking about these nice innovations and there's another thing of us accepting to do them. Mm -hmm. Now, Miseda, a good question to you. Mm -hmm. I, will you be comfortable eating with an edible plate? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Um, I'm, I'm really open to green ideas. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one sounds a bit off. I wonder, okay, will it spill my food? Will it spill the soup? But if it works and it's as good as a, just a normal plate, I think I would be very open to the same because those are the small things that individuals can do as part of reducing their footprints. So I'm open to that edible plate if it really works. Yeah. And actually that comes to the plus because you'll end up having the plate as dessert. Oh, nice! <laughs> Okay, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's how we're doing. Thank you. Actually, there's a girl, a lady in Kenya who has come up with such a huge innovation. Ah. And it is just in the final stage for it to come out mm -hmm. clearly into the market. Oh, yeah. okay. We wish her all the very best yeah. and would like to have on the show as well, right? We should, we should, yeah. we should. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Let me talk to the producer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, let us talk about the climate finance injustice. What does COP26 uh, got to do with helping the discussions that will be discussed in COP27, bring us money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, climate financing is a big, big, big issue. And in all these uh, climate change summits, the forums that you're usually hearing, conference of parties, there's been, we are now in COP27, which is going to happen in Egypt in uh, November. There was COP26, a summit of all the countries that are signatories to the treaties of climate that happened in Glasgow. So one of the things that I usually discussed and it's usually pushed so much by the developed countries, which are called Global South, is the climate finance. So why do they push so much for the finance? Uh, this is the case. Despite the fact that the, 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 the biggest grant of climate change is felt by the developed nations, they contributed to less than 10% of the same. This uh, global north, the developed nations, are the ones who contributed to like 75% of the greenhouse gases. Because when they were industrializing, they used coal and they used fossil fuels so much rapidly and they just mess up. 
for lack of a better word, they messed up the, 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 the climate. And that is why we are here. So now that is why justice comes in. We are the developing nations. We did not contribute much to these problems. And we are the ones who are facing all these impacts. Floods, droughts, and food insecurity is a big issue. So that is why now when we usually, when the developing nations usually go to COP, these big meetings on climate change, they push for money so that they can't be able to cope with the climate change. So in Glasgow, developing nations were pushing for 100 billion that is supposed to be given every year and it's supposed to be given by the developed nations, the global north, to the developing countries, the ones that are bearing the biggest brand. But in Glasgow, it was just more of talk and little on action. There was no much action. That is why uh, if you uh, go back to the discussions, you'll see that they were very frustrated. So at the COP27 this year in Egypt, there will be a lot of talk on the same as developing nations are pushing for the same so that at least the developing nations can honor their word and give this 100 billion so that it can help the developing nations. And what do the developing nations want to do with these adaptation projects? Um, renewable energy technologies, because we are being told now we need to move away from fossils and go to renewable energy. But it needs money to transition. You don't just transition like that. So the developed nations have already, for lack of a better word, wamefika. So that is why this 100 billion fund is very important for the developing nations so that at least it can give them that mileage, they use the renewable energies at least to move forward and the adaptation projects that they need, at least to ensure that people can be able to cope and uh, be food secure even as they handle this issue of climate change. And maybe just to add a little point on what you said, there's a conversation that was moved forward from COP26 in Germany. That was the Bonn UN climate negotiations that took place this year in the month of June. And the issue was around climate financing. And it's, this is something that they are hoping to discuss in COP27. So we hope to go to Egypt. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. We hope to go to Egypt yes. so that you can ensure they have tackled this discussion. Yes. Because they left it pending in Germany, yeah? Yeah. Yes. So just to wrap it up, uh, what is what the journey to COP27 means to Kenya? What does it mean? Uh, it's big. And, and I have to mention that Kenya is among the countries. Actually, in Africa, Kenya is like a superstar with its climate change policies. We have done a lot and our climate policies are up there. We have a climate change act and most of the counties, at least they're working on their, their policies and their trying to localize the same. So COP27 is huge for us and uh, our negotiators, of course, led by the Ministry of Environment and all, they, 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 have, uh, they are going to present their plans, the national, national determined contributions. So Kenya revised what it wants to do, like they want to reduce their, their target was 30% of greenhouse gases they wanted to reduce. But now I'm told they want to up it to 32%. They're that ambitious and, and they're that uh, targeted. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. And uh, we always have a very uh, brilliant panel that goes there. So we are looking forward to the same. Yeah. 
I love the way these other countries are showing solidarity to the vulnerable countries such as Kenya by just standing behind them and telling them, as much as you're being affected severely by the climate change, we are here to mobilize funds for you. So this is a very good thing. So maybe I can hand it over to you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, we, we've had a very lively debate and I hope we were not so scientific because the yeah. aim of this podcast is just to break down the issues and to localize and just to show you that you need to care. It is not something that is talked about in boardrooms and everything. Where we have reached, everybody needs to care about climate change. So plug in, listen in, ask questions. This is all about you and to make it as simple as possible. Tune in next time for the same on Climate Conversations. Thank you, Marion, for joining in our producer. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and can't wait for the next one. Awesome. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.